Welcome to Unmasking Greatness. This podcast is about unmasking your greatest potential and living a purpose-driven life. If you got value from this episode, you already know. Like, share, and subscribe. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Unmasking Greatness. Today, we are going to tell you one thing. Be a buffalo. Uh. Be a buffalo. And Preston actually is the one that sent me this whole concept, but I'm going to let him paint the picture for you because this is this is really important, and I hope you guys take some good notes on this episode. So go ahead. Tell them. Tell them what's up with the buffalo. So cows and buffalo, most often they're not together, meaning they're typically you don't see a buffalo and a cow in the same area, the same land. Now, in Colorado, they are. They're together, which is very unique. And the amazing thing behind this is storms. When a storm comes from the west, a cow and a buffalo both can sense it. They can feel it. They can see it. They know it's coming. But the response between a buffalo and a cow, that's what's so incredible. A cow. When a cow sees the storm whirling from the west, it turns and runs east. It tries to run away from the storm. Well, if you know anything about a cow... They move pretty slow. So naturally, the storm catches up with them. So the storm's getting closer. What do they do? They keep running, and they're running, and they're running. And you know what they're doing? They're running with the storm. They're prolonging the misery, the frustration, and the stress because they're trying to get away from the storm, but really they're stuck in the storm. Humans do this all the time. We are constantly trying to run away from our circumstances and the the inevitable challenges of life. And that just creates more suffering, stress, and agony. On the contrary, that same exact storm that comes from the West, when the buffalo sees it, they do the total opposite. What they do is they turn and run directly at the storm. The same storm, they run at it. They run to it. And what happens is, is that actually shortens the misery, the stress, and suffering. Even though that same storm is stressful, it's scary. When they run at it head on, they run through it, and they're only in it for a short amount of time. Then they're on the other side. Then what's on the other side? Peace. Mm. Sunlight. <laughs> the blessings from it. The nourishment. The water. The whatever comes from a fresh storm in Colorado. But that's such a valuable lesson in life because we all have storms. The thing is, is the only thing that we can control is how we respond to the storm of our life. And most importantly, most specifically, when we respond, when we respond to that storm. Dude, I hope you guys got that. I'm a, I'm a huge visual person. So like I'm literally while you're talking, I'm. Like I have a buffalo in my head, yeah, running through through a storm because you can see like you ever you ever go outside and see those like big storm clouds, but you can kind of see like the light past it, right? It's mm-hmm. like a short storm, yeah. So it's 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 you know it's coming toward you. So it's like do you do you run away from it or do you face the adversity? Let's bite the bullet, rip the band aid off. Mm-hmm. Let's just get through this because I know there's light on that other side. Mm-hmm. No storm lasts forever. Nope. So that's, you know, understanding, we were talking about this, understanding, you know, both sides of the coin. There's got to be happiness, be sadness, right? You have to go through 
hard times to have good times. You got to understand that there's both, both ends of the spectrum, you know? So you want to make sure that like you make the right decisions, but going through it is, you know, not the most convenient thing to do, but regardless, you're going to have to. Mm -hmm. So if you're running away from it and it's chasing you and you're slow, like a cow, it's kind of like, how long do you want to stay in this misery state? Because we're all going to have to go through it anyways. So do you want to prolong it or just get it over with? Be done with it. Most often the storm of your <clears throat> life is no different than a backpack. It's right behind you. Mm. If you're wearing a backpack, it's right behind you. It's on your back. You may not see it, but it's there. The storm of your life, when you're running from it, it's right behind you. And you may think you're creating a gap or separation, but as soon as you stop or slow down, boom, it's right on top of you. Now, who are you not becoming and what excess pain are you creating on yourself by constantly running from it? But what if you could? What if you could put your big boy or big girl pants on, muster up the courage and face it head on? That financial problem, that relationship problem, maybe there's a health issue, maybe it's grieving, maybe it's the loss of a loved one. We all have a storm. And the fascinating thing about this is when I was really thinking about it, there may be people listening to this here in South Carolina on different parts of the earth, different time zones. We all have unique storms. But are you going to face it? How are you going to face it? And when are you going to face it? Because it's a brand new year. And are you going to be running from the same storm from 2020, 2021, <laughs> 2022, and continue running from it in 2023? But what if you could just pivot and run straight through it? I was thinking, too, I'm a visual person. <clears throat> There's been moments where it's been this knockdown, dragout storm. You know how it is when it's raining sideways and it's just scary. <laughs> but then when that storm passes, there's almost a moment of peace. You ever experienced that? Yeah. Where it's just quiet. The sun pops out and it's just like stillness. It's calm. It's a weird feeling. You know that sensation? It's almost, it's almost better. It is. Kind of like you see the rainbow. Uh-huh. The rainbow comes out. It's quiet. It's like everything just stops. Because when there's a terrible storm, there's not traffic. People pull over. People's inside. Mm. It, the whole life gets quiet. It's like, oh, gosh, what's going on? But then when it passes, it's like a rebirth. It's it's fresh. It's it's beautiful. It's, it's calm. There's peace. That's how it is when you face your storm. I think it's important to, to say off of what you just said is, you know, when are you going to face it? Because it's, it's not if you will face it. You will face it, whether you want to do it now or whether you want to do it 10 years down the road. So how do you approach that? You know, and I think depending on what the circumstance is, whether, like you said, it's financial or relationship or health, it's, it's having that difficult conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, having those conversations that you don't really want to have because, you know, a lot of times people don't want to have conversations because they're fearful of what the outcome is going to be. That you have no idea what the outcome is going to be, right? But you have created this own story in your mind that now you keep pushing it away, right? It's just like, you know, if, if you don't exercise, you don't eat healthy, you don't drink your water, you know you're not taking care of your body. And this is why people are scared to go to the doctor because they're scared that they're going to tell them something's wrong with them mm -hmm. because of the neglect that they put on their physical well-being. Right. Same thing is like, you know, relationships. Right. You may like a friendship, you know, not outside of even having like a significant other, just a friendship, having a friendship to where like maybe there's something down the road that would happen. Me and Preston were talking about this, about the podcast the other day, because me and Preston are really good friends, you know, and we started this podcast and we talked about, you know, 
what would happen if this thing were to grow bigger? What would happen if, you know, this thing took off and we had like a lot of stuff going on, but then what would happen if, if maybe my business outside of the podcast consumed me to where I couldn't do this anymore? What happens? Like, we don't want to have that conversation because like, I love doing this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stop doing this. Yeah. But I think the conversation needs to be had so that we understand, okay, we've already talked about this. This is what will happen, right? But again, do I want to keep playing this over and over in my mind, stressing myself out about these what ifs, what could happen, the stories I've, you know, created? That's not a reality yet. So having those, you know, deep conversations, either with, with yourself or with other people, is going to help you get through that storm a lot faster too. I've heard people talk too that were highly successful or had great discipline or achieved a lot of great things in life. And they were posed certain questions about how do you overcome things or, you know, you're speaking in front of 50,000 people or whatever it may be. And a lot of times I've heard people say, I think about the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. because whatever the worst thing possible could happen, I've already thought about it. So it's not going to be a curveball. It's not going to be a surprise. I've already faced it. Oh, I know. So depending on what the future holds with this podcast and Chris and I, we've already discussed it. We're not caught with our pants down. It's not like, crap, dude, what do we do? We've already discussed these things. So when something does happen, it's like, oh, we have a plan. We're prepared. We've had the hard conversations and we're prepared because we have a vision. We're thinking about the future. Now we're in the present moment, but we're also thinking, hey, we have a vision. We have goals that we're going to be trying to attain. And if this does change, are we just going to be like, okay, let's just kind of roll with the punches. Or are we prepared? And to feed off that being prepared, uh, you know, this is, you got to understand the storm is coming. There is a storm is coming. Whether, whether you're in the sunshine part right now, you got to anticipate the storm is coming and being prepared for that. There is a, you know, one of the things that we, we did in our, uh, as like, you know, fitness coaches, we go to these like seminars and stuff like that. And we meet like really cool people, same people that do kind of similar businesses, business models. And, um, you know, some of those people that I've met, I still talk to. Right. So one of the, the individuals I was talking to, <clears throat> we keep up with each other. She tells me about her business. I'm kind of telling her we feed off each other. We learn, we learn a little bit, but one of the things that she did in hers was that she scaled too fast. She wasn't prepared for what was about to come right? She had all these leads, all these new clients coming in. She didn't have the back end system set up to where sure she was making tons of money, but she was stressed out her mind because she didn't have the systems in place. Mm-hmm. Vice versa. I didn't have all those people, you know, flow in like that because I was slowly progressing. Not that I didn't want to progress fast. I think things kind of happen for a reason for me, but I set up all my back end to be as prepared as possible. Right. So it's like me going into a storm. I got that weather truck. It's like synced into the ground. I could run through a tornado. I'm good outside of running out there in a poncho and, and hoping it doesn't take me away like Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. A Dollar General umbrella. <laughs> yeah. In the midst of a hurricane. <laughs> so, but again, it's just being prepared. Be prepared. The storm is coming. So, you know, and it will pass. And it's a cycle. This will happen throughout your whole life. So mm-hmm. the more storms you go through, the more prepared you will be. Mm, I love that. Ano- something I think about is this. We're going to face storms in life. We're going to face adversity, pain, and suffering. But so often there's this narrative in our head that we're supposed to be happy. 
But I'm supposed to be happy. That's not why you're here. You were never, this is my belief. You're not going to die and stand before God. And God's going to say, were you happy? Were you happy? Now, naturally, we want happiness. We want love. But I believe the reason we're here on this planet is to face our storms, to gain wisdom, to gain knowledge, to have faith, to lean on something bigger than you. If you never face a storm, the moment where your child dies, someone in your family gets cancer, there's unexpected, terrible news, and your life is turned upside down. If you try to figure it out on your own, you never will. It's leaning on a higher power, having faith, going through things in life to build a testimony, to gain wisdom, to gain knowledge, to pass those lessons down to your children, your friends, your family. That's the purpose of life. And if that wasn't the purpose of life, then why would there be such an array of emotions that we are supposed to experience as humans? Love, sadness, happiness, grief, butterflies, grief, shame, anxiety, depression. We're designed to experience all of those things. That's what makes a human experience. I don't want to just feel happy. If I was happy 24-7, then you wouldn't value happiness. We would be robots. It's the simple fact of sitting in misery and being on the verge of suicide and saying, I don't want to live. Why am I being punished? How am I ever going to get through this? It's the fact of being stuck there and getting out of it. Mm. And you want to be careful. I mean, I know you, you kind of mentioned the word suicide. Suicide, I, and you know, this is my perspective, is when you lost all hope complete like loss of all hope. And and you don't want to get to a position where you put yourself to where you gave up, you know, where you now you're about to make a permanent decision on some temporary feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's okay to talk to people. I think that's the thing, you know, with, you know, fighting those inner demons, you know, people go through different, you know, difficult tasks all the time. You know, one of the things I, I think about is, you know, imagine getting raised without a father, that's hard, right? Because mm-hmm. there's, there's certain traits that a male has to give to their, you know, their son or even, even to their daughter, right? They need a male figure, you know, it's, and, and that's unfortunate, you know, in the society, you know, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, moms have to take care of their kids by themselves. And then there's dads that take care of the kids too, but now you miss the, the mother figures missing too. So really taking in consideration, you know, how, how they're being raised in that factor is, you want to surround yourself with people that have the traits that you want, right? I'm not telling you to go find another dad or go find another mom, but you can see there's other people in your life that you're like, man, he's a, he's a good father figure. That's a good mother right there. Takes care of their kids, you know, takes them out to their games, you know, involved in their life, loves them, you know, all that kind of stuff that you didn't have in your life. Well, Talk to people like that. Surround mm. yourself with people like that because now you're learning from them. You know, outside of that, it's just like business stuff, right? If you're not surrounding yourself with people that have a business mindset and, you know, further ahead than you would be nice is now you're learning from them. Because if you're talking to somebody that's on the bridge holding a sign asking for money about what to do with your finances, how far do you think you're going to get? You're not, not far at all. You're not, you know, <laughs> and it's the same thing. It's just creating your network. And a lot of people will say, I don't know anybody like that. I don't, I don't have anybody around me that, that thinks that way or lives that way. Well, 
get creative. Be a solution thinker, not a problem thinker, right? Because now you can, there's seminars everywhere. Some of them, webinars, you don't even got to go anywhere. You know, the webinar is probably 50, 100 bucks. Sit in and listen to these people. I love going to, me and Preston were talking about this. We want to start trying to go to more seminars to one, help us grow as an individual network. Network is a big one because, you know, like I went to this one this past year, there's people in our coaching group that I've, I met, I networked with, and I keep up with to this day. And it's really cool to just feed off of people like that because they're in the same space. They're in the same mindset as me. And we just, you know, again, it's just like, what are you doing? Cool, dude, that works, right? Because we're all about winning. Nobody's got animosity towards each other. Like, oh God, you're doing so good. Like, you know, no, it's not like that. It's like, you can do it too. Try this, mm. you know? So get creative. If you got to pay, pay. I'd rather pay to time collapse my results than sit back here and just like in my pity party, like nobody wants to help me. You don't want to help yourself. You're your greatest asset. Anytime you invest in yourself, it's never going to be a bad investment because they're getting experiential things, wisdom, knowledge, information. That's, that's never a liability. You're here to learn and grow. I'm really big on perspective. There again, Chris is the amazing tactical systems guy. <laughs> I like big picture perspective. I think perspective is one of the greatest gifts that I've developed over over my life by being exposed to a lot of young things or a lot of things from a young age as far as drugs and chaos and the good in life and the bad in life. I was showed that my whole life. So I developed perspective, the good and the bad. I think a lot of times, too, maybe you're going through a storm in your life, but maybe it's an evening shower. You know, it's a 50% chance of rain. It's, you know, it's sprinkling out. Maybe the person beside you was going through a knockdown, drag out hailstorm. Maybe the person beside you was going through a hurricane. Maybe the person beside you literally just went through a tornado and their life is in shambles. Can you visualize a tornado coming through a neighborhood? Destroys everything. Maybe they're going through that, but you don't know the storm that anyone's going through. So sometimes we need to actually take a big picture overview and take a step back and realize that your storm is significant. Your storm is big to you. Mount Everest to me is maybe not Mount Everest to you. We all have individual problems. We can't minimize those. But sometimes we also need to realize that there's other massive storms right around you. And I promise you, you wouldn't want their storm. Mm. So you need to reflect on your storm and, and count your blessings. I heard something that says, raise your frequency. And frequency is what you frequently see. What you're frequently seeing is what you're going to get more of. What if you could change what you frequently see? I also heard something yesterday because I was studying. It's not what you say. It's what they hear. Oh, that's deep. I can say something to you over and over and over, but what are you hearing? Tonality, what we're looking for, what we see, what we hear, all those things play a factor. What are you frequently seeing in your life? What are people saying to you and what are you hearing because you're not respect or receptive? Because you're running, you're in denial. All these things play a factor in how you face your storm. And this is what I believe. I believe it is your birthright to live a purpose-driven life. I believe your life is not mere accidental. If that means that you impact 100 million people, or if you impact one, just one person, that's your calling. And amongst that, you're going to face storms. You're going to go through adversity. But realize this. There's people around you that can help you get through the storm. There's people that love you. And if you're 
trying to face your storm and you're not strong enough, if you keep collapsing, if you keep failing, reach out and ask for help. Stop being stubborn because it's the illusion in your mind that people don't love me. People don't care. But actually they do. They care a lot more than you think. So if you're listening to this and you're getting emotional, you're teary-eyed, or this is a gut punch where you're like, damn, he's speaking to me, then it's time to make a change. It's time to face your storm head on. It's time to reach out to the people that love you most. It's time to make other people proud. And most importantly, make yourself proud. Because when you face your storm in life, that will create so much self-love, it's priceless. And you said this word over and over again, time. Hmm. Time. I keep hearing you say, like, it's time, it's time. What is the time? So many times I have people come to me and say, hey, one day I'm going to work with you. One day I'm going to get in the gym. One day I'm going to start working out. What is one day? There's no time, right? You didn't designate a specific time. I can't, and I'm sorry if you were one of these people that have told me this, like one day, Chris, I'm going to sign up with you. Like, I hate that because you're literally just kicking a can down the road and never picking it up. Mm. I'd rather you say, Chris, I'm going to work out. I want to sign up with you, but I'm going to sign up with you in two years. January 1st, 2025, I'm signing up. I'd rather you tell me that than say one day, Chris, one day, because one day will never come. Until you put a very specific time to that goal, there's no urgency. There's no urgency to want to complete anything. And then you, you go years and years, and then you're kind of in your mind like, how did I end up here? How did I get myself into this position? Because you didn't set a time for what you want to accomplish. You got to have a vision. You got to have goals, and you got to be very specific with them. Because anybody, I, dude, you hear people say this all the time, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. You know, I'm going to make, I'm going to be first generation millionaire. What's that look like? It sounds great. And I'm all for it. But what are the tactics? What are the steps mm-hmm. that you're going to do to become a millionaire? Because if you didn't think about that, hey man, good luck. We can reverse that. What are the tactical steps to become a millionaire? What are the tactical steps for you to love yourself? What are the tactical steps for you to overcome that divorce? What is the tactical steps for you to finally set boundaries? What is the tactical steps for you to remove yourself from that environment or that toxic relationship? That's applicable to everything. When we think about business and success, it's like, hey, what's the what's the steps? How are we going to do it? What action steps do you need to put in place to love yourself, to be the man or woman that you want to be? It's all interchangeable. We're business oriented, but it's no different than you. What steps do you need to sit down and put on paper so you stop sabotaging yourself? So you can actually build momentum. So you can look yourself in the mirror when it's just you versus you and be at peace. That's the name of the game. In 2023, there's a we're going to give you millions of nuggets. But outside of wanting to double my business, outside of wanting to go to seminars and be the best version of Preston, I want peace. I want to be able to sit in a room by myself and be at peace. I want to love myself. I want to know that I'm fulfilling my purpose. I want to know that it's not what I get, but what I give. And that when people come to me, I can inspire them to be a better man or a woman. I can hold a space for people. I can wake up every single day, and by the time the evening comes and I lay my head on my pillow, I can say, damn, I crushed it. 
I worked out. I pushed myself physically. <clears throat> I'm striving to be the best version of me because what scares me is that time. Tomorrow's not promised. For a time in my life to be ripped out from underneath me and I'm dead and to be like, crap, I've been sitting on layaway for too long and I didn't do the things I knew I should have done. That's what scares me. That's what drives my urgency. But for you to have that, you have to have goals. You have to have some sort yeah. of vision that you're looking for yourself, whether, like you said, whether it's like in your relationship, whether it's in finances, your health, you have to set goals. You know, one of the, one of the things I want to share, and I'm going to read this because I don't want to mess up this quote, but this guy, Jonathan Bird, he said, the man who loves walking will walk further than the man who loves the destination. And when you really think about that, this is really deep. And I heard this and it's it stuck with me ever since. When I think about when I set my goals for myself, what is it that excites me every single morning to never hit my snooze button, to wake up, attack the day? It's, it's the excitement of what do we got to do today to get to where I want to be, right? What's the next step? Oh, I'm moving the needle. Oh, I'm getting closer. Oh, I'm growing. You know, oh, I'm becoming a better leader, you know, a father, whatever it may be, right? And then when you finally reach the destination, is that excitement still at the level as it was of you climbing that mountain? right? Because what happens? You, you finally reach your goal and with, I'd, I'd give it an hour at max. You're kind of like, okay, what's next? Mm -hmm. You only stay in that heightened state for a very short amount of time. Matter of fact, this has stuck with me and it, it's absurd to me, but hey, you know what? I, I can respect it too. There, <clears throat> I met a, a woman and she was telling me about her business. Okay. And she was talking about uh, someone had asked her, you know, what was it like when you hit your first seven figure year? You know, what was it? What did you feel like? Were you like high on life? Were you like going out partying, celebrating? And um, her response was, to be honest, I, I didn't even care at the time. She was like, we kind of had a bad day to start. We were kind of having some complications in business. So I was kind of stressed. And then one of her coworkers came in and basically brought to her like, oh my God, we did it. We hit our first seven figure year. And she said, I was happy for about 10 seconds. I mean, 10 seconds, yeah. you know, but she was like, it was cool, but I was already like onto the next thing, yep. you know? So, you know, for, for you guys to understand, like, I bet her chasing that was way more exciting, way more thrilling and 10 seconds is all she enjoyed the destination for. The process. It's the process. You got to fall in love with the process. I learned this at, I think I was 19 or 20 years old. It's when I competed. The first time mm -hmm. I ever competed. And this is a moment I really learned that lesson and it stuck with me. Now, when I finished high school, high school I was training with Chris. And I'm like, I'm going to do my first bodybuilding show. I'm going to get shredded. I'm going to look amazing. I'm going to get all the girls. I'm going <laughs> to post pictures of my abs on social media. I'm going to go viral. I'm going to be famous. It's going to be amazing. I spent 18 weeks prepping for a show. All my energy and emotion, that moment came. It came and gone in a blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. And then the very next day, I woke up and I was like, that was it? I just spent half the <clears throat> year training for this day and it's over. The thing, the destination is never going to make you happy. The thing that you're sitting on a couch praying for on your hands and knees, the relationship, the person, the amount of money, the goal that you're trying to achieve, it's not going to do anything. 
It's the process of who you become in trying to attain or achieve a thing. That's what brings you the happiness. That's what make, that's what fills your cup. And thinking about the man who loves walking will go longer than the person that's just trying to reach a destination. Let's just say reading books. My goal is to read 12 books in a year. You can do it, but the man who loves to learn is going to read more books than the person that's checking the boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it is. It's making that identity change. Loving to learn, not just reading books. Loving to be physically fit is better than trying to lose 30 pounds. Making that identity change. Loving what you do. Learning, spending time with your kids, hiking, the gym. Loving those things are going to make you do it for a long, long time. Not just saying, hey, I want to lose 30 pounds. Yeah. Then what? Because I promise you, as you lose body fat, your baseline of how you perceive yourself changes and your standard changes. You at 270, wanting to be 250, is like, when I get the 250, it's going to be it. But then once mm-hmm. you get the 250, your brain and everything acclimates to that. To where that's the new normal. To where yeah. then you're like, what? I want to be 230. So you're constantly moving the scale down. So it's just like, you're never going to be satisfied. I've been working out for... 10 years, and I'm yet to be satisfied how my body looks. Maybe body dysmorphia, same thing as you. <laughs> yeah. But what I've reached now is, for me, it's not about saying that I want bigger arms or bigger legs, but I love what going to the gym at 5 a.m. does to me. It builds some calluses, and I don't mean having calluses on my hands. You could look at Chris and I right now at our hands and say, oh, you got some calluses. Do you work out? Yeah. I want to develop calluses on my emotions. I want to develop some calluses on my brain on my discipline muscle. I want to develop some grit to where I can control my emotions, to where that, when that alarm goes off at 450, to where it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. There's not even a thought. Yeah. It's nothing. It's blank. Do the freaking work. That's why I like working out right now. It forces me to do hard things. And when I come back home every single day at 6.30 or 7 a.m., I feel so good. And I look at myself before I shower and I say, that wasn't really that enjoyable. Damn, I feel good right now. And let's crush the day. Yeah. It's the growth. Yeah. That's where the growth happens. It's through the hard work. Yes. You know, just like, you know, obviously you guys know, I mean, he did a bodybuilding show. I used to do multiple ones, you know, and and I, dude, I remember this to this day, man. The first time, not the first time, sorry, this is the second time I went to a national show. I remember prepping my butt off, right? Training like intensity, cardio twice a day sticking to the same meal plan every single week, you know, doing what was necessary. Through that process, it sucks, right? Because you're super restricted. But my mind was so set on like, I want to turn pro. But through the process, I learned how to be consistent, how to master discipline, how mm-hmm. to master, you know, scheduling my days yeah. to make sure that I was able to eat all the meals, sleep the way that I need to, go to work, you know, to balance all of that to be successful. And I remember going to nationals and I won. I, I won my class, took first overall, won my pro card. If you win, they want you to stick around and take a picture afterwards with all the overall winners, right? So I remember sitting backstage and one of the guys that was working uh, behind the stage was like, hey, you won. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm all like, yeah, I won, you know? He goes, congratulations. He goes, you ready to go back to your normal life tomorrow? Mm. Man. And like, dude, hit me like that. I was like, 
bro, like I just won this like yeah. huge national show. I'm a professional athlete. I'm a professional. You can't talk to me like that. You know, but, but it was so funny because that was like the rawest, realest thing that I probably ever should have heard. Because in the back of my mind, and, and maybe for some of you guys that are younger competing, you think that going pro is going to change your life. You're about to get all these sponsorship deals. You're going to travel the world. You're going to compete. It's not like that. This is not the NFL. This is not the NBA. This is bodybuilding. And there's, I hate to say it, but there's no money in the sport. It's a great platform to be able to make money on your own terms. But if you think that you're going to go pro and get a bunch of these sponsor deals, man, you got a, you got a hard reality coming because that's not what they're after. Mm -hmm. They could care less if you are winning shows or not. They want to see, are you, are you selling their products? Yep. That's why they want to sponsor you. That's why you see all these influencers are making mm -hmm. tons of money. Half these bodybuilders are broke and got no money, you know, because they're just competing is expensive. Yeah. Just like any sport. But I needed to hear that reality and I didn't want to hear it at the time. But as the months go by, as a year or two goes by, I'm like, dude, that was the realest thing he ever told me. So me turning pro was like exciting for about a day or two. And then after that, it was like back to reality, back to my normal life. Back to reality. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, be a buffalo. Keep that visual in your mind of a cow just gimping along, running in the storm, creating so much misery, stress, and agony. When you can just turn around and be a buffalo, face your storm head on. Face whatever it is that you know you need to do. Face your goals. Face your inner demons. Face the conversations. Face the toxic relationships that you're having. Face whatever it is that's holding you back head on. And every single day, if you need to tell yourself this for a couple weeks, because maybe this is your golden nugget to sustain you and motivate you just for a little bit. Every day, I'm going to be a buffalo. The moments where I get uncomfortable at work, the moments where I don't want to do something, boom, I'm going to face it head on. And I'm going to be a buffalo and I'm going to grow. And just keep listening because we're going to have a lot more stories and bangers coming for you. <laughs> Who knows? You might be a shark next week. You might be a lion. I don't know. we got a lot coming at you. <laughs> Welcome to the Animal Kingdom. We're going to change the podcast name. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. You guys have a good rest of the day. And check us out. every. Remember, every Friday we're doing some uh, Friday fires for you. So a little quick motivation going on the weekend to, again, just run through that storm. Just get it over with. Easy peasy. Be yep. a buffalo. Have an amazing day. All right.